Okay. So, hey, we're going to talk about toys today? Yes. I don't know why, but driving to work this morning... Oh, I know why. It's because it rhymes. This mm, morning mm. when I was driving to work, uh, I was listening to Lady Gaga. Okay. And you know that, you know that one song, Boys, Boys, Boys? Mm-hmm. I started writing like lyrics where it was about toys instead nice. of about boys. Because that's how much I like toys. I've done that before. We're like, oh, here's a song. I wonder if I could write dumb lyrics to it. There was one... I can't remember what the fucking name of the song was. This is a shitty story because I can't remember any of the good details. Uh, <laughs> this is White Rabbit by Egypt Central. And um, I, I remember I was I was on a bike ride and I was working out and I was like, man, I wonder if I could rewrite this instead of a, it's about a rabbit, it's about a gerbil being put into someone's ass. And so I spent the whole <laughs> whole workout writing that a song. That actually works. Like there's a concept there. Yeah. Uh I don't. I don't remember how it goes anymore. So it's still a shitty story. But it was a thing I did at one point. Who Who was Muse? Is that a band? Muse, yeah. They're playing at BlizzCon, and I don't know who they are. Um, well, my Twitter feed like lit up. Oh my gosh, Muse is gonna be there. They're my favorite music band. I like how when I type in Muse, it brings up the the Muses from Greek literature and Greek arts. And well, see, like, I know those. Yeah, those are the right ones. I like those the most. I like the I like the fat one. She's like like mm, girl, you mean hunk you lays. She's my favorite. <laughs> Muse are an English rock band from someplace Devon, Hagenmouth. Get your shit together, England. Formed in nineteen ninety four. The bank consists of a bunch of people. They started in nineteen ninety nine and they released their first album, but they formed in nineteen ninety four, so apparently it took them five years to write and release their first album. Alright. Well, I guess they're everybody's favorite, and good for them. Apparently the main guy likes singing falsetto. Neat. We learned a thing. That's very neat. Jeez, they got a lot of, they got a lot of albums. <clears throat> oh, really? Yeah, I got seven of them. Okay. Well, I mean, as long as the kids are happy, I uh, whatever. Sure. Are you going to BlizzCon? No. Muse is going to be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say, you could go and see him. Maybe they'd be fun. Maybe you'd have a good time. I want to dress up like an old man and just like sit in the front, but like shake my cane and go, S- quiet down. Get That'd be you in fun. front. <laughs> get, get, get security. There's some young men on the stage. Could do that in an ICP concert. You would get really wet. All their Fago. I like Fago. Fago's pretty good. You they you could figure over in California. I always thought that was more of a Midwestern thing. You can find it, but you have to go to like Bevmo mm. or some gas stations. I like Fago too. Got the I like the orange, orange I and the purple. I prefer it over Fanta. Yeah, I think Fanta is like trying to be pretentious for it's just a shitty, you know, orange soda. I think that what they did was they tried to make a cheap, easy soda that they could sell to kids. Yeah. And then the marketing got out of hand, and then there's people that grew up on it, and they're used to drinking it. And so somewhere the marketing skewed more towards adults because it stuck with that generation. That's, that seems fair. I remember, God, back when I was in like middle or high school, I could go to a, there's a pot machine outside of a, a grocery store. I get cans of Fanta for like 50 cents. Yeah, that's what it's worth. And I was like, this is amazing. I can get a pop for 50 cents. And then now it's like a dollar 
or whatever because inflation. And it's like, or I could just get a Mountain Dew or a you know a non shitty pop. Fun times. I wouldn't say that. These are grim times. Yeah, because we're two adults and we're going to talk about children's toys. Does that make it grim or does that? I, I think it spells a grim future for America. I'm feel. I guess that's. I'm fair. I'm fine with that. That uh, outlook. I suppose. Because we're not the only crazy people that are old, too old for toys that collect toys. I have so many Comic Con stories <laughs> about you know collectors and oh, in fact, you know a lot of them. I don't think I can say on the air because of legal reasons. Really? I'm not joking. Like I, I don't think I, I, I signed an NDA because you work security. Um. Well, I'm a floor manager, so it's more like I. I look for and audit rules. Okay. I'm not technically security, oh, but it's okay. like I can wave over security, and then in a legal sense, I can politely ask them, hey, do you think this looks right? And then security will escort somebody out. Huh, interesting. But I represent the convention. Sure. So I'm not allowed to speak poorly of attendees. Oh, that sucks. But off the air, I will tell you so many stories. Off the air, you got to tell me a shitload of stories because I want to hear some last of them. Year. Oh. So this is what I will say this because um, I think this is the last year they're going to do it too. But every year at Comic Con International, um, Lego gives out these free uh, like just minifigs and they're custom print. Like they're they're limited runs just for the conventions through the year. Sure. So, like, I think my favorite one that I actually got once was uh, the Collector from Marvel. Oh, cool. So, it's like I have a Collector Lego that almost nobody has in my collection. It's a Collector in your collection. Oh, it's Collection. So, um, what they do is, because the demand got so high, it's it's really funny how they do it. Um, You have to get there at, like, 5 a.m. in the morning... And you get into this line that's a mile long. Like, not even a joke. Like, it literally... People no, that yeah. show up at 6 will ask, where's the line? And we point... Like, we'll keep going down all the way to Seaport Village down that way. And they just kind of... Their jaw drops. That sounds fucking miserable, dude. I don't know why anybody it, goes to it that. It is. Because it doesn't start until, like, the drawing starts at 11 a.m. So, they're standing in the sun for five hours. Oh, jeez. For a raffle. Like, they spin a wheel... To see if they get something or not. I couldn't do it. That would that just sounds like the worst thing ever. So imagine the the complications that come out of that. Because this is also upstairs. So and the line goes down a fleet of stairs. So there's people that are in a wheelchair and they can't wait in line. So we're supposed to give them like a line stander, but then the line standers are four hour volunteers. So after four hours, they might just disappear. Sure. Oh so my god. So then there's like, <laughs> you see where some of the problems might I, come in. So man, imagine getting paid to stand in line for four fucking hours. Well, and then here's the other thing: um, in the state of California, you're not allowed to ask what someone's disability is. So sure. What happens is a lot of people will go to the disability counter and say, "I need a disability sticker," and legally they just get one. Okay. So there's people that don't have problems that are mixed in with the people that need actual help. So they don't want to sit in line, so they'll have someone else do it for them. Well, what they'll do is they'll have someone else sit in line so that they can get in the other line 
because Mattel is doing a drawing right next to it. Oh, okay. So then we have people like trying to double down and that creates confusion and it's just, it's very interesting. The NDA says you can't say any other word other than interesting. It's, you know what? I wouldn't even call it interesting. I'd call it a unique uh, and fun experience. <laughs> Sounds like a disaster is what it what it is. It could be a lot worse. And if it weren't for me, it would be. That's what I'll say. There you go. Because I'm important. You are. But uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about toys or going to. Oh, Legos. I love Legos. Legos are pretty great. I, I good, hate good convention of Legos. exclusives. Yeah. They're, they used to be fun, and now it's like, here's, a, here's an unpainted clear plastic invisible version. And it's like, it's not really a good display piece or anything. No, there's, there's someone got lazy. There's just, I don't know. I love toy collecting when it's something fun. But it seems like there's a market for taking advantage of neckbeards that live on eBay. Yeah. And so there's a sliding scale on where that lands. I mean, in that, well, con exclusives in general suck. I know the comic God Country, like the hardcover was like a comic con exclusive exclusive it's like what, what, what the fuck people want to buy that that's a, that'd be a really nice hardcover you know to make a shitload of them and sell them to everybody make more money now like six people are going to get it and then they're going to throw it on ebay for like five hundred dollars yeah and it's like who really wins there it's kind of like what nintendo does with their fucking bullshit the amiibos yeah. and the uh classics it's like the only people that win are the scalpers did you see what amazon's doing mm-hmm they didn't ship pre-orders. Oh, I bet people are real happy about that. What they did was they'd reserve your pre-order, and then when it was supposed to arrive, they sent out an email that said, hey, we're still trying to figure out how many we got, so we can't guarantee your pre-order. Fun. And then what they did was uh, they put it in their treasure van. Do you know what the treasure van is? It doesn't sound like something that's as exciting as what it sounds like. Amazon has a van that they'll put stock in. And then just drive it around at random. So it's like, hey, the treasure van might be coming to your town. And guess what? It has Super Nintendo Classics in it. Do you think the guy that drives that van gets kids to come in? He's like, hey, kid, I got a Nintendo Classic. And they're like, what the fuck is that? We have iPods and iPhones. I'm trying to picture an Amazon employee that has the energy to bother with that sort of thing. I don't know. I mean, if you're going to diddle a kid... And you have SNES classics. It's not going to work because they don't want them. Get your shit together, kid diddlers. You know what? Let's just end the podcast there. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> I can't tell if, if that should get cut or or should stay. It's <sighs> one of those jokes. Yeah, I I tell those too. <laughs> oh man. Oh well. I'm I'm tempted to tell a Vegas joke, but it's too soon for that. Oh, yeah, maybe. No, if we were um, in comedy night, it would be fine. Uh, okay, uh, what What do you What do you take to Las Vegas? What? Ground beef. Ha. Huh. So, back to toys. <laughs> what, I, so, no, I, I took notes. Let me read these. Alrighty. 12 minutes in, let's get going. Cameron's notes. Oh, you know what? My name's Cameron, and you're Chad. And okay. this is Opinions Are Cheap. 
Opinions are really cheap unless they're Comic-Con exclusives, in which case you got to buy them on eBay for a lot of money. Opinions are $800 plus shipping. <laughs> okay, here's one. What uh, What's your earliest, like, toy that you just coveted? Like, something that you really wanted Jewish Santa to bring or something? <laughs> oh, man. That's a good question. I don't question. know how that works. It, it was probably... It was probably maybe one of the Kenner aliens. I was nice. hardcore into those when I was a kid. I had nice. so many of them. Yes. I couldn't tell you which one because, like I said, I had a lot of them, but those things were so fucking cool. They still are cool. Like, the designs are neat. I They could repurpose them. They could make a movie today with those, excuse me, with those monsters. It would be fine. Yeah, I would, uh, I'd go see that. Those are fun. Couldn't be worse than Alien fucking Covenant, which isn't a toy. <laughs> I don't know. It's sort of a visual toy. Yeah, but I feel like it's one that got dropped and it broke and there's not enough super glue in the world. Well, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, What about you? Because I, well, I know I was also like really hardcore into Bionicle when those were out. I just like whenever they're like, there's a new line. I'm like, oh, I fucking want those. Did you see they discontinued Bionicle again? I didn't see that. I, I know a guy who's going to be real disappointed. It looks like they're moving away from that line again. But, okay, um, mine is going to be the, the Tyrannosaurus from Jurassic Park. Oh, sure. Which is really funny retroactively because it's not like I had a feature. It was literally just a T-Rex branded with Jurassic Park on it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not like they dinosaur toys are a thing you can find, but for some reason, the one branded after that really cool movie I'm not allowed to see, <laughs> like it got me excited. I like as a little kid, that's just that was the only thing that would have made my Christmas okay. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, there's really no explaining. If you're a kid, you want something. You really fucking want something. Yeah, it strikes a chord, mm-hmm. and and then you get it and. Maybe it's disappointing, maybe it isn't. It's hard to tell because you're a kid. Yeah, it's almost uh, it's almost like the journey is half the fun. Yeah. Because I, I think the first video game I bought with my own money, I remember more about like the chores I was doing to earn the money sure. than I do actually playing the game. Yeah. And not in a negative way. I mean, like I remember like working so hard and focusing on this thing. And it's like, yeah, Tales of Symphony was pretty good, I guess. Mm-hmm. Never did finish that one. Oh, you're missing out? I got really far in with my brother, and then we hit a point where we weren't quite high enough level, but we couldn't go back and level up. So we were kind of fucked. And after like 70 hours, we were just like, I don't, I don't want to start this over. That game had some bad design moments. That was one of them. <laughs> it, it, yeah, there were a couple. And like one of them is... There's a party member that leaves, but you can get him back. Mm-hmm. But if you get him back, it'll arbitrarily replace the character that replaced him. And it's like, if you really want Kratos to come back, it messes with the story. I don't, I, I barely remember the story. I know Colette got like cancer and couldn't talk. It's just, uh, there's things about it that I really loved. And then there's other things that were so-so. This is completely off topic, but like those kind of games, I really want novelizations of because I want to read it, I want to experience the story, I don't want to fucking play it. Oh well, talking about playing a story, um, I just saw Lego Ninjago. 
Oh, how was that? Well, have you seen any of the Lego movies? Yeah, I saw the the first one. That was a good one. Um, for some reason, with Lego Ninjago, I feel like they got away from what was charming about the first one, but then they don't replace it with a better story. Oh, that's a bummer. Um, it's I still enjoyed it, but it's like they didn't use any of the story or the the canon or anything from the Ninjago show. So I thought that was pointless. I heard it was basically then, a, a Power Rangers movie, but not shitty. It is. I mean, like if you were looking forward to the Power Rangers movie, go see Lego Ninjago. Because it's really along those lines in a lot of ways. But it's also like, there's a couple things that just feel really forced. Sure. And it's also... I, I know a central part of Lego is the building. Right. But I kind of hate when the characters in the movie build things. I don't know. I really liked it in the first Lego movie, but it was such an integral part to the story. Well, it was a plot point. Yeah. So and in this worked. one, the plot point is the bad guy is going to take over the world. So we have to stop him. And like, it's neat when the Lego buildings fall apart or like they make references to blocks but there's no point where it's like, I really want to see the characters stop what they're doing and then just build a tank out of refuse for no right. reason. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So that I didn't care for. Yeah, you don't want it to get in the way of like the pacing because building stuff takes time, generally. And there wasn't a lot of, uh, I don't know, variety? Because that first one is so good as a Lego fan because they go to the Wild West town and it's like, oh, I remember that set. Oh, I remember that thing. And then you, they go to, like, a uh, pirate lake, whatever. Right. And there's a pirate ship. And it's like, oh, pirates, solid pirates. And you kind of, you can have an emotional attachment to every single thing that comes up. Yeah. And this movie had none of that. Aw. Which is maybe a misfire, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds like a bit of one. I think, I mean, I, I don't know anything about the Ninjago sets. I'm guessing if you're into those... And not like the TV show, but if you really like the toys, I bet there was something to like. Well, and those toys had a funny gimmick that I don't think went anywhere. It was integral to the show was that they used uh, spin jitsu, which is that they spin around like in a ninja tornado. Okay. And the toys, uh, they they were like Beyblades, where they're these like top bases oh. that you put a dude on and you give him weapons and you try to like knock over the other dude. That's kind of cool. But no one ever played with the Legos that way. You, you build a set, you know? Right. So what's funny is that they make, like, one reference to Spinjutsu in the movie and then drop it completely. And it's not <laughs> like a joke. It's like, just practice your ninja- your Spinjutsu while we're off here. And the characters are, like, spinning around looking really awkward. And then they just never go back to it. Sure. And I thought that was a little odd to bring it up and not make fun of it or use it, you know? Yeah. Because who's going to get that besides someone that's waiting for more? Yeah, I have a feeling that, like, people would want, yeah, like you said, people would want more of that. Also, if, if you got a character practicing something, it's generally it's going to come back up later because they're fucking practicing. Oh, yeah, there's none of that. Like, they don't, they don't train and learn something. It's like there's a gag where they just don't know what they're doing. And then they have a quick montage of, like, kung fu movie titles. And then they're all like, so we all agree that we know ninja stuff now? Like, yeah. And then they just start fighting. 
and it's a funny gag, but it also just kind of like, what was the first half of the movie? Oh, yeah. How long? Because like, if that didn't take up that much time, that'd be great. But if there's actually some weird montage shit before it, that I don't know. I haven't seen the movie, so I really can't comment. It, it sounds like it's got good ideas. It has a lot of good ideas, and it has a few good parts. And then it kind of meanders a little bit, I guess. Sure. Which is not something you want in a kid's movie. Like, you want those things to be no. fucking snappy. You really do. And I think the first movie was good, and the Batman movie was good. I have the Batman movie on the Netflix queue. I haven't, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm excited. Oh, is it on Netflix now? I, I've the, I've the, I get the DVDs, because I'm an old man. Oh, okay, I see. I get you. I like to watch the movies with my parents. You know, we all get around the TV, get some popcorn, and have a, a white-as-fuck family night. Oh, so this reminds me of another thing, though. Just the way that the the ninja toys kind of like they they made that TV show to pretty much sell Lego sets. Sure. Ooh, I think I know what's where this your, is going. Oh well, yeah. So, what's your favorite? Like, that's a genre of cartoon. Yeah. Is you know cartoons that just sell toys and that's it. Oh man, when I was young, I was all about them biker mice from Mars. I, oh, okay. I couldn't tell you a fucking thing about that show now. <laughs> but I know I really liked it, and I had a bunch of the toys, and I was like, oh, these fucking mice people, they drive on motorcycles, they have guns, this is cool. Um, Mine is Beast Wars. Oh. Oh, yeah. I, I keep thinking that Transform. I can't... I keep thinking Transformers isn't a toy line. I hate Transformers. Like, growing up, I remember seeing Transformers on the show. It's like, yeah, there's a, a truck... That's not neat, and it turns into a robot that stands there for a while. That's not neat. I just never saw the appeal of robots that transform into something as mundane as cars. Sure. It's just stupid. Tanks and then are it came cool, out with though. Beast Wars, and it's like, whoa, wait, is that a dinosaur? Wait, is that a cheetah? Uh, okay, I'm on board. So They got robot cheetahs. As, as I have three Beast Wars figures on my bookshelf. I've, I have Dinobot, I have Waspinator, and I have the fucking Scorpion guy. Scorpionock. Yeah. Dinobot and Waspinator are pretty rad. I really liked Waspinator. I love Dinobot, but I loved um. Dinobot Inferno, had a good story. The fire ant. Yeah, I used to have that toy. I could not fucking find it. I was like, oh, if I want to go like hardcore with this nerd stupid shit, I should get all of my good ones. I'm digging I loved, through like uh, my old closet. The, can't find it. One of the bigger ones I had was the crab, mm. and he was cool because he actually he turned into a tank. Yeah. So it was neat because he actually kind of had three forms because it was like a crab form where he was just a really big crab. And then he would turn into a tank where his legs fold in and he actually had like tire treads that came out of his claws. Yeah. And so it was like there were these rubber tank treads and it was like a real tank. And then he turned into a cool robot. And it was like it was what's neat about Transformers, but also a crab. What more could you want? I was, my problem with the big characters like that, though, is like, just the size compared to the other toys, like they were clearly so much bigger. Um, yeah, like because I had like Megatron, and then you have like Megatron fight Dinobot, and it's like, oh man, Megatron's like three Dinobots tall. This doesn't really but work. But that's kind of a, and this is because I played a lot of video games, but I liked having the crab because he was like a boss. Sure. And then like Dinobot would have to team up with uh, Inferno to stop him or something. It added to the, the lack of narrative that the show didn't even have. So, when you were a kid, I'm sure you, it's like you have all these toys from different properties, and you're like, you know what, fuck it, they're going to be friends. Yeah. Because I remember 
I had a bunch of the Kenner aliens, and then I had a couple of Predators, and then I had, like, a alien figure that, like, from the, the, the Kenner toy line. And it was always, like, the Predator and the alien had to team... Or the, the Predator and the, the human had to team up to fight all the aliens. And, and I was like, oh, man, I look back on that. It's like, the comics did that, and then the movie did that, and then the comics did that some more. I was a visionary. Also, yeah, was mine fun. was a lot more lame. Because uh, my Beast Wars would team up with Digimon. Oh, I mean, I would do other shit like that, too. And they would mostly, like, pick on Ken. Because they had a Ken doll. Really? And his head came off really easy. So oh, it, was sure. really f- it was really easy for the Crab Claw to just, like, rip him in half. Nice. And it was, like, it was funny because he- <laughs> Ken's just a very normal guy. And there was nobody rooting for him ever. I can see that. It was just a robot crab kills Ken, and that was the whole story. And I'm like, yeah, that was a fun <laughs> afternoon, man. I'm, speaking of toys that got broken, I remember we had a. I, I used to have a, a stuffed Barney doll I had when I was really young, and never got thrown away. Got a bit older, and I was playing with my cousins and stuff, and we we found like this big rubber band that was used for like weightlifting. You know, you stretch it back and forth. So, okay, of course, yeah. we turn it into a slingshot, and we were just shooting <laughs> Barney at stuff, like, because I had a bunk bed, so we are using that, like, as the, uh, you know, the, where we tie the, the rubber band. We ended up shooting him at, at a piece of metal, and that fucker just exploded. <laughs> so I, I, got to ki- I, got, I got to grow up with Barney, realize I was too old for Barney, and then kill Barney. See, every child should do that. Then you, uh, there you get to a point where you discover fireworks and firecrackers <laughs> and toys. You can and then call they, the ceremony uh, Barney Mitzvah. There you go. That could be like a... Some dumbass uh, w- would turn that into a YouTube channel, like, unironically and make it a thing, and it would get a million views. Oh, have you seen toy channels on YouTube? I have... I've seen transforming ones. I remember, like, finding some old Transformers, like, I couldn't figure out how to transform them. And you could find step-by-step guy instructions on YouTube, like... Like that's this dude's thing is he he gets all of these transforming toys he loves them and he transforms them and he shows you how to do it. That's actually a service though. It is, but I'm just like, man, your cutie mark must be real weird. There's like three offensive toy channels. Uh, there's one dedicated to toy reviews. Sure, but, and I mean this as a genre. Okay, they don't actually review the toy as much as. They'll have a kid play with stuff while, like, their annoying mom is, like, barking into the camera. Oh, that's gross. Where it's like, like, look at Jason. He, it's a Transformers party, Jason. Which is your favorite Transformer, Jason? And the kid's completely disinterested. And, like, you can tell that he was told to hold one and he's just standing there. And, like, it cuts to footage of him kind of playing a little bit, but it's not really inspired. And it'll be ten minutes of this. Oh, that's that's awful. I'm I'm upset you told me about this. There's another offensive genre of toy channel on YouTube where it's like for um I'm going to say 5-year-olds. Okay. Where it's like a it's like a let's play with toys. That's weird too. Are where there adults involved guy, in this cuz I don't know if I like that. Yeah, it's uh... it's a guy and he should it's be driving around that Amazon like, truck. He, it, it might be that guy. <laughs> he, he'll have a toy, 
and like there's there's some where there's like a plot so it'll be like barbie dolls and it's like he wrote a story and it's just him playing with barbies but at least he's telling a story and then there's other ones where it's like they have a bunch of minion dolls and they're just like pouring jello on them and going like oh how silly what wow it's uh, it's, it's, there's there's some green jello it's green and you know what is light green? It's blue! Here's blue jello on the minions! And that's the whole YouTube channel. And, you know, that's 5 million views. Aww. Uh, Why do people reward that shit? Well, it's it's not people. It's 5-year-olds that are watching it on repeat. Because that's oh. how 5-year-old brains work. I suppose. I don't like 5-year-olds or children. Uh, no, they ruin everything. Yeah. And then there's a third genre, which is the overly serious toy review. I've seen some of those, like, for Nerf where, guns and stuff. Yeah, where they will they will critique toys in a way as if they are the target audience. Okay, that's weird. Normally it's just like, how well does it work? How far does it shoot? Or how does it transform, you know? And I think the Nerf guns, they understand the hobby a little more. But it's like, when somebody gets a Transformer and they'll say how... Like, it doesn't work as a display piece because the paint jobs are really shallow and blah blah blah. And it's like, well, no, you're supposed to be 10 years old and play with it. Right. And they'll say how it's like, you know, these aren't like the ones that when I grew up and it's like, well, actually, they kind of are. You're just nostalgic. Yeah, you're, you're old now. You rant. recognize the flaws. Yeah. But then they'll get shipped like free stuff from Hasbro, you know. Huh. And it's just kind of like the I, IGN of toys. Sure. that That's less creepy than the, than the other things we, you talked about. It is. Here's a here's a YouTube channel that I've fallen into rabbit holes for. It's called Grand Illusions. It's like this oh, yes. 70 year old grandpa who just, he's collected toys all his life and he's just like, here's all my toys. And yeah. he's so enthusiastic and there's an ASMR aspect to the way he talks and it's adorable and, it's and also I love like, it. It's stuff from around the world. Like, here's a Japanese finger trap and it works like this. Or here's the Peruvian, uh, you know, illusion maze. If you turn it like this, then the lens or whatever. Yeah, yeah he has, he's he great. has a cool collection. It's funny, I couldn't remember what it was called, so I went into YouTube and I typed in old guy playing with toys, and he was the first guy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. Ah, uh, uh, those toys are... I remember when I bought a... I have a NECA version of Vesquez from Aliens, and she's got, like, this kind of backpack thing that her smart gun hooks up to. I could mm-hmm. not, for the life of me, figure out how it's supposed to work, and I had to go find one of those toy reviews to, like, watch this dude set her up, because... I couldn't, like, find where the pegs went. And so... Oh, well, talking about NECA... Um, that was funny. The... Uh, what was I saying? Oh, like, toys that are made based on, like, rated R movies. Yeah. Did you ever find that odd as a kid? As a kid, it never occurred to me that, like, the Kenner aliens were from an R-rated movie until my neighbor was like, Hey, you want to watch that movie? Um... Oh yeah, you told me that story. Yeah, but it, it's sort of like it's like Freddy vs. Jason stuff or whatever was around when I was that young. It's sort of like, oh, it's a monster. That's cool. I, I, I could use a new monster to have fight all my other monsters. Like it, it, it yeah, I think, never um, occurred to me. I don't think it occurred to me immediately until maybe it was like Terminator Two or something, where it's not like I put it together, but it's like I saw the toys at the store. And I just sort of like I was looking at one that was Terminator, and I remember my mom saying something like, "No, that movie's rated R." And it, and then I like it dawned on me, it was like, "Well, wait, why are they making toys if I can't see the movie?" 
Yeah, I remember. But that's been around forever, isn't it? Yeah, because I, I had a Predator toy, and I and I remember like uh, my parents wouldn't let me see the Predator movie, and I was always like, "But I got the toy." That's weird. Well, yeah, but it it's never like, it never clicked more than that, and then and now you like see like Breaking Bad toys you can buy the man the one who knocks and he's got a meth lab and it's it's like that's in a toys r us somewhere that's that that's a little fucking weird it is and those are at least aimed at adults but Mm -hmm. it is in a toys r us which is a little strange what do you think about like you like the marvel stuff and the dc stuff where it's probably mostly aimed at kids but i have a feeling more adults end up going to buy them you walk into yeah. a store and the kids are like, "Where's all? Where, where's Star Lord?" It's like, "Oh, all the eighty-year-old man uh, purchased it." Sorry, well, buddy. It's, um, I mean, I'm I have a whole thing prepared about Star Wars, but oh man, Star Wars fans are. I think Star Wars fans are what ruined toy collecting. Honestly, yeah, Jean they're the ones that got super that. overzealous about it on Comic Stash, where mm-hmm. there was some new Star Wars toys and. All the people showed up at midnight to get them, and the next day, all the kids showed up like, I can't wait to get the new Star Wars toys, and it's just gone. Yeah. No, I was at a Target once, and uh, and like the Black Series got restocked, and it was literally, I saw the Target guy in his red shirt putting them on the pegs, and I looked up, and it's like, oh, no way, they have the fin with like the blood splatter on his helmet. And I was at Target with a friend, so like I turned around and like waved my friend over, and I'm like, hey, they got that Finn doll you're looking for. And when I looked back, there was this guy who was twice my weight, and he was bald, and he had a ponytail, Aww. like, scurrying away. And he looked like the comic book guy from Simpsons. Right, he probably had, like, six like, of them. He, no, he, he grabbed the one, because oh. that's all the target got. But it was like, I literally pointed at it and said, hey, here it is. And he was not there a minute ago. So apparently he can move very fast when he wants to. Mm, 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 mm. And he just took it and ran away to avoid any conflict about it. That sucks. After years of practice, I can assure you. And it's just so weird to actually see that happen. You know, like, it that should be on The Simpsons, not right. at Target right now. It's so weird, too, because, like, I mean, I have enough toys on my bookshelves, and I'm, I'm mostly happy I bought them because I think they're cool. Yeah. But you get it, you're excited, you open it up. You get that new toy smell, you set it up, you set it on the shelf next to a book, and then you walk the fuck away, because that's where it's going to live forever. Yeah. And there's something I mean, really I'm, sad about that. A little bit. I mean, I buy them as display pieces in mind. Yeah. But I also, I buy more than I have shelves. Sure. So it's like, I'll put some in boxes, and it's like, I'm going to display this later. Or I'm going to rotate them out once I do my cleaning, and that never comes, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but, the stuff that's specifically made for display, like, the thing that comes to mind is, like, the really fucking expensive anime toys. I are, buy those. Like, yeah, like 50 to $100. Well, I'm going to say 70 is the average, yeah. I, I've seen some of those. I generally like, oh, that's cool, I would like that. And then I look at the price, and I'm like, oh, fuck. I have several of those. There was a... Most of them are all imported. Right, and that's one of the reasons why they're probably so goddamn expensive. That's extra shipping, too, you know? Yeah. There was a... But they sell them... Oh, shoot, I saw some at Target. They had the Figma um, Link from Twilight Princess. That's pretty cool. And then a couple Nendroid ones, too. 
So they're starting to bleed in. Like you could get them at uh, Barnes and Noble bookstores. They have like a Japanese import toy selection now because books don't work out so good. You know what's cool is when some third-party goofy company in China gets like the mold and they just like mass produce them for like ten dollars. Yes. Uh, it's it's so funny to be like <clears throat> at one point to be like that's probably wrong and now it's like or it's the best thing ever. So. Well, somebody was looking at the toy aisle, and they walked through Toys R Us, and then they went in the camera and said, there's gotta be a better way! Right. There's a, there's a freaking Hiei figure here, I'll send it to you, because I like Yu Yu Hakusho a lot. And it's like, I can find this on Amazon for like $60, I can find it on eBay shipping from out of, out of China for eighteen ninety nine. <laughs> Now, I, yeah, I'm familiar with this one. It's fucking awesome. He's doing his doing his uh, dragon black wave, whatever the fuck it's called, edgy bullshit. So here's the problem with this model. I mean, he doesn't the, uh, move. The, well, the Chinese bootleg version, um, the arms are gonna break off. Oh, like they? It's cheap because they use a different plastic. Oh, so I shouldn't buy that. Well, you should be careful with it. Like, knowing the risk, you can manage it and mitigate it, and you have a wonderful display piece. Sure. I, as long as it doesn't break coming out of the box. Because he also, this one has two interchangeable arms, so he can have the tattoo or the dragon. Mm-hmm. I might never take the arm out, because it won't go back in. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I remember, this is at my local comic shop, they had a an Underworld figure, Celine, for like 20 bucks, and I was like, fucking sweet, I'll buy that. And she just crumbled as I took her out of the plastic. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that was a mistake. I could take this back, but it's like, too, just the gas money doesn't make it worthwhile. Yeah. But I was I was so disappointed that it was like, oh, this was like the cheapest piece of shit ever. It should have stayed in the box. So I guess it, it, I never thought about that being a problem. But yeah, I, I suppose if it's cheap plastic and I have to worry about it breaking or the eyes being derped. Oh, you know, I didn't ask, but you take your toys out of the box, right? I do. Okay, good. That no, no Hitlers in this room. <laughs> there, if oh, you're I, okay. No, I'm to display them. I'm gonna fucking display them. Yeah. Well, my my friend actually, uh, he hangs the boxes along like his ceiling, or like the top of the wall, you know, along the ceiling, all around his room. That's a little weird. And it, well, it it kind of works. But it also looks like he walked into a comic book store. Sure. You know. Um, but not to backpedal too much, but I brought up the uh, the toys based on R-rated movies. Yep. I think my favorite, um, my favorite element of those weird toys that are marketed at a different audience is when they like add stuff that's not in the movie. I don't know why they do that, because you're buying them because you want them to look like what's in the movie. Well, that's how I always felt, like, even as a kid. But it's like the Batman versus Superman movie. The toys were stupid because it's like Superman comes with his battle armor and rocket launcher. And it's like, no, he's Superman. He needs neither of those things. Right. He doesn't have he he fucking doesn't kill anybody because he's a bitch. My favorite example of this, though, was Jurassic Park 3. Because for (laughs) I don't know why. But the the Dr. Grant action figure was like as buff as He-Man. It, it's like he was bursting out of his shirt with so much muscle. That's kind of amazing, though. 
and I think he, I might be remembering this wrong, but he came with like a little dinosaur and it was set up in a way where it didn't advertise it, but he could literally like throttle the dinosaur by the neck and like shake it around. (laughs) And it's like, that would have been an interesting movie if like, if Grant got so like paranoid about raptors that he just started like popping steroids and like went back. And he's like, this time I finish it. I would watch that. I would watch that. Couldn't be any worse than that Chris Pratt one. Oh, you. Okay, that movie wasn't that bad. It was a fun movie. It was fun, but it was dumb. Well, it's supposed to be dumb. It's just, I don't want dumb from Jurassic Park, I say, as I realize that it's about cloning fucking dinosaurs. Well, it's not about cloning dinosaurs, though. It's about playing God. That's which, true. And, and, and let's, let's be real. Real quick about Jurassic Park. That first movie is a masterpiece of storytelling, and there's good acting, and it has a point. Now 11-year-old hacks into stuff. It, and there's, like, cinematography and stuff. There's good stuff. The sequels, you have to lower the bar and know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. But Lost World... Or no, that's not what it was. Jurassic World, right? Yeah. Um, It was about consumerism. It was. And a lot of people don't catch it, but it, it wasn't just about, like, playing God or how cool dinosaurs are. Like, the bad guy of the film is literally the Verizon Wireless Presents Indominus Rex. I just, I I don't like like it's like Chris Pratt he 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 controls the Raptors because he's friends with them and the lady runs around in high heels the entire fucking movie because that's realistic and it's just like it's a stupid little shit like that that bothers me so much sometimes. Well, if if you understood, I I don't know how much uh, you deal with animals. I have cats. There's um, there's some animal handling that. Chris Pratt's character was actually acting like a realistic uh, zoo worker that would deal with uh, large cats. But then he's he's driving next to him on a goddamn motorcycle. That was to sell action figures. And it, you're not getting it. <laughs> well, it is about consumerism. It's. I mean, I'm. You're not wrong. There's a lot of silly stuff in the movie that maybe didn't need to be there. Um. But it just that really reminds me of a joke, though. Did did you ever see? Uh, I think my favorite thing from Saturday Night Live was the fake commercials. Oh yeah. Did you ever see the one for the Philadelphia toys? I don't think so. No. Are you familiar with the movie Philadelphia? Um. Yeah. The the guy has AIDS, right? Right. The the guy has AIDS, so his boss fired him, and so it's about like a the court proceedings. Of the lawyer, like, defending the guy's rights that he shouldn't be fired just because he has yeah. AIDS. I've seen, yeah, I've seen the movie. So, Saturday Night Live did a commercial about the toy line for Philadelphia. And it's like, the, <laughs> it's it's the same thing we're just talking about. Where, like, the, the guy, the gay guy with AIDS has a rocket launcher and a dino buddy. And you get in the Philadelphia mobile, and and it's like you know uh, this whole court's out of order. Pew, pew, pew. Mm. And it's it's filmed just like a real toy commercial. But what's weird is that the premise wasn't that far off because that's kind of what toys are, anyways. Right. That's funny. I love that commercial. Go SNL. I'll have to watch it after this. Oh man, yeah, I'll send it to you. I sent you a link to a. a, a... Nindroid, Nindroid, fucking Spice and Wolf figure that I'm like, oh man, that'd be cool to own, and then it's fifty goddamn dollars. 
Oh, those are great quality. Because even though they're like small and shibby sized, they actually get really poseable. Do they have just, like a shitload of different like arms and stuff you can attach then? They have a handful of arms and maybe like four different faces. Yeah, because like the, the picture, she's got different like hats and shit on. Yeah. It's a, it looks like a really good figure, and I really like Spice and Wolf. I don't know why I would get a figure from Spice and Wolf out of any anime, because it, it's one of those, it's it's a, it's a wolf girl, so there's some kind of like creepy otaku shit going on. But there's a lot of, like, the quality's there. There's it's a, a good fucking figure. personality. And, and she, she, got, she got a hand where she's drinking booze. I like that. There you go. Hollow could hold her liquor. Actually, no, she can't. She got fucking hammered in that anime a lot. <laughs> Wait, really? I, I feel like she should be able to hold her liquor. You'd think. But she gets drunk a lot. But she she drinks drunk consistently, though, so it does not stop her. Like, she's hungover for half the day, and then, like, the rest of the other half, she's like, we should just drink some more. Ah, oh, she's the best. I really like that anime. We should have, well, we have to have an episode devoted to anime at some point. Oh, shoot. Okay, I'll write that down. Yeah. Well, that's an easy one. That, that is an easy one. I watch so much stupid fucking anime now. But that'll be for a different episode. We're talking about toys. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about before I start my hour-long rant on Star Wars? <laughs> um, shit. Pokemon toys. I have a handful of those yet on my bookshelf because I couldn't get rid of them. The little like the, like the size of a like thing you'd put on a pencil eraser, like you know. Okay, those are cool. Those were really cool. I had some Digimon ones too when I was younger. They actually have nice sculpts for the size. They, they're great sculpts for the size. I have the um, I I got rid of most of them. I kept the first nine, so the, you know the Bulbasaur through Charizard, and then Pikachu and Raichu, because I feel like those are like the iconic ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking at them right now. It's like those. They're really nice. And I wish they would have... I remember buying them because they'd come in like packs of two and three. And it was... There's like some kind of like a pain in the ass to get them. Like it it wasn't easy to just get the ones you wanted. Yeah, I think it was like sets, right? Yeah. Where it's like, if you really want that Eevee, you have to get the Oddish. And it's like, okay, my my favorite. And the entirety of Pokemon was fucking like that. It, it, oh yeah, it was just always this bullshit. But well, you know that's a uh, that's one why the characters say their own name, right? Because in the in the Japanese version they don't; they just like growl and stuff. Yeah, in the American version, it's a uh, an American advertising technique to repeat things. Sure. So the more often you hear a character's name, the more likely you are to remember it. So, like Ash calls out Pikachu by name a lot. But Pikachu also responds in its own name. So he's saying, like, you, you hear Pikachu like 20 times in an episode. Right. You know? I feel bad that I'm like, oh man, one of my favorite Pokemon is Pikachu. And it's like those advertising guys are like, we did it. <laughs> but Pikachu's fucking cool. Mine's Trubbish. He's my favorite. Oh, the garbage Pokemon? Yeah, it's just a bag of garbage. It's I want to so hold them. It's just like nothing but like use tampons and needles. You know how he got created? how when uh like every every pokemon game the map is actually based on actual geography really yeah like if you zoom in like the first four or five games are zoomed in areas of japan just from different angles that's cool so what they did was in uh i want to say it was black and white yeah 
Black and White was the first one not based on Japan because they ran out of room. Mm-hmm. And they went to New York. So that game has some weird like America references because there's like a red, white, and blue eagle. Huh. And there's one Pokemon that like destroyed a building when it crash landed and its height is nine foot eleven inches. <laughs> Too but soon there's Japan, also come on. There's also pigeons and bags of trash. And what the director of the game said was they took a trip to New York and he was surprised to see all these bags of trash in the street and kind of pictured that that's what the Pokemon world would be like if Pokemon were real. Because, like, Tokyo is, like, an insanely clean city. Yeah, so it was jarring for him to see all these, like, bags of trash. And he's like, well, there we go. That's that's what Americans like. I like it. Yeah, that's American culture is bags of trash just roaming the streets. He's not wrong. And pigeons. Pigeons everywhere. They already have Pidgey. That was more of a, a uh, um, Sparrow, though. No, no, that was Sparrow. They just named it Pidgey. Was... Well, they were both Sparrows. Oh, fucking Sparrows. Sparrows are dumb. They're okay. So before you, before you bitch about Star Wars for a few minutes, also, Amiibos. Because they're, they're not toys, but they desk. are. I have on my desk one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I have fifteen amiibos on my desk right now because I recently cleaned, (laughs) and the other sixty are in boxes in my closet. That's a lot of amiibos. I have four on my desk at work. That's a lot of amiibos. I'm never going to get that promotion, but I got my Bayonetta with the alternate costume. Oh, shit. I really want to get a Bayonetta one. I, I have, saw a bunch at Target today. I, I should go look. I have two Amiibos. I have Bowser and I have Mewtwo. Those two are very good, so you're doing okay there. Bowser's a... They're fucking great sculpts for, like, the most price. Of them. Uh, most of them are. There's a... I think the Fire Emblem ones are all awful, which is weird. Well, that sucks, though, because they, they have a lot of details. So, like, you have to get them right or they're going to look like shit. The sculpt's fine, but for some reason the face is, like, painted on poorly. Aww. And sometimes it'll miss the center, so one eye will, like, smear across the side of the face Aww. and it looks a lot bigger. It's oh, gross. How's Bayonetta? She's perfect. I'll send you a picture. Because, um, I feel like the only way I'll ever get a Bayonetta figure is if I buy the Amiibo. And I like Bayonetta enough to want a figure. There's two different Bayonettas. You can get Bayonetta 1 or Bayonetta 2 costume. Honestly, the, the, the default's fine. I'm not picky. I need to get me a Ripley, too. I don't know why the fuck I don't have a Ripley. How do you... Oh, wow. Okay. I got Vesquez, because Vesquez is awesome, and then I mostly just have a shitload of, of Xenomorphs. Why do you hate women so much? I have Vesquez. Why? Uh, why yeah, you make the joke that Hudson makes. <laughs> it's a reference to the thing we like. Yeah, Naked Alien, seven inch. Whoa, Amazon! What the fuck? It's all like really big. Like it's like I got a control, control scroll. Well, there's a couple of different versions of Ripley. I don't know which one I would want. I don't know why I'm looking at these while I'm on the podcast. It seems like a really stupid thing to do. Okay, that's not how well, you know what they say. <laughs> Ripley's, believe it or not. Ah, uh, shit. Why? There's like six different fucking versions of her. There's even a one from Alien 3 where she doesn't have any hair. That's kind of cool. Well, you know, there's seven versions of C-3PO. Really? 
Because they redesign them in every single movie ever so slightly just to sell more action figures. That sucks. I believe it, but that sucks. In the first one, his leg was technically silver. Like, he just had one leg because it was, like, sloppy. Really? And then the second one, there's a part where he gets blown into pieces, so it's like they'll sell the action figure with his legs missing. Of course they will. And then in the third one, it's like he's all gold. And then in Phantom Menace, he doesn't have his uh, exoskeletons, who's just wires. Um, And then the second one, he's all gold again. And in the third one, what did they do? I think there was something up with his arm, like he had a different colored arm for some reason. And then they even make a joke about it in The Force Awakens when he, like a red he shows arm? up. Well, yeah, he well, he shows up and he literally says, "Oh, you probably didn't recognize me because of my red arm." Yeah. And as soon as he said that, like you know, Google searches for red arm C-3PO action figure like skyrocketed. Oh, of course they did. Because that's why they did it. That's annoying. I I get it, but it's annoying. It's just so fucking blatant. <sighs> well, did you see the new BB-8? No, I didn't know there was a new BB-8. There's an evil one that the Empire has. Is it like BB-9? So it's like BB-9E for Empire. Mm. And he's black. Just like Shadow the Hedgehog. There you go. And it's like the movie's not out yet, and we literally have not seen this robot in a trailer yet. But you can buy the toys right now. There's like plushes of them. There's remote control ones. Ugh. Shadow the Hedgehog toy. Let's see what fucking Amazon brings up there. <laughs> I almost bought one once. There's a bunch of different ones. Well, you can get one where he's driving yeah. a motorcycle. Yes! Why does a guy who one. runs really fast need a motorcycle? Because he's cool. That's stupid. Vroom, vroom. He runs faster than the motorcycle. Vroom, 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 vroom. Sonic the Hedgehog buildable figure set of six. You get Shadow, you get Knuckles, Metal Sonic, Sonic, Super Sonic, and looks like Werewolf Sonic with giant fucking arms. I I don't care for Werewolf Sonic in the game, he looks but pretty, the design is kind of neat. I think he looks kind of stupid. It's goofy, but it's like, yeah, why not? Why like is that so- Sonic game coming out where you make your own character? Yeah. Friggin' pre-ordered, dude, man. That's autistic. I'll take it. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, I so here's oh, I want to ask you a question real quick. Okay, who is your favorite Star Wars character? Um, Jesus, I don't. Oh no, he's not in Star Wars, is he? That's that's a joke. That's a stupid thing I just said. I really, at a certain point, I really like Greedo. I think he looks cool, and then he he gets shot like five minutes after you see him. So I noticed that you didn't say Constable Zuvio. I <laughs> did not stay constipated, you know, Zuvio. Do you know who Constable Zuvio is? No, I don't. No one does, because he wasn't in the movie. Constable Constable Zuvio. They sold action figures of a character from a deleted scene for, for Force Awakens. Zuvio. Um, before the movie came out, you could get the Black Series one, and there was the like the three-inch one. Constable Zuvio was going to be part of the movie, and then they cut the scene for time. He's got kind of a cool design. He does. He was actually going to be very important. Like, really? He was going to be. Um, yeah, he was the guy that was going to catch Ray on the sand planet. Like, he worked for the the trader guy, 
and he was like the only guy that could go toe to toe with Ray because she fights everybody off so easy. Sure. But it's like there wasn't a point in her getting captured and fighting herself free. So they're like, you know what? Let's just trim this whole thing. But the toy company already made all the figures. So they released them because they're made. Mm -hmm. And they kind of just hoped that everybody would buy them up before the movie came out and they realized their mistake. Did that happen? Uh, Not as much as they would have wanted, but a little bit. Yeah. So is there some like weird backlash? Is this like a collectible or is just like, here's a funny thing. It's a funny thing. Um, it's kind of like uh, Forlom and Zuckus. Those uh, are some syllables you just said. Forlom. Yeah, do, do you remember uh, in Empire Strikes Back when Darth Vader's talking to all the bounty hunters because he wants them to find Han Solo? Yes. So he's talking to Boba Fett, Dengar, IG-88, uh, Forlom... Bosk and Zuckus. Okay, I'm looking at Forlom right now. So Forlom is like a dumb robot with like a bug head. Yeah. Oh, Zuckus is pretty cool looking. Zuckus is a dumb guy with a bug head. Yeah, they they both have bug heads. They look like they belong in a Power Rangers movie. They sort of do. That's the best way to describe them. They're they're Power Ranger rejects. They never move or speak in the movie. But for some reason, they made toys on them. And the names got switched because somebody was like, oh, there's the bughead guy, whatever. Uh-huh. And so that went on for years. And somebody was making an encyclopedia on Star Wars toys and realized that the bug guy had a robot name and the robot bug had a normal name. So he was like, wait a minute. And he called up the toy company and asked if they made a mistake like eight years after they were printed. And the guy was like, yeah, probably. <laughs> and so he's like, aha, I solved the mystery of Forlom and Zuckus. Nice. I love Star Wars toys. I like it when you talk about Star Wars and not Jean-Luc, because you're not fucking insufferable about it. Jean-Luc is overrated. I like Kirk. Because <laughs> he, he makes it with all the ladies. There you go. And, I like and Jean-Luc Kirk is too. always like, uh, the Flash isn't that bad. No, actually, he hates the Flash, but... I love the Flash so much, because I am Jean-Luc. <laughs> Engage at Flash speed, please. Everybody listening should go listen to Comic Stash next. We, we, it's a good show. We and do if comic you, if books. You, if you were subscribed to Comic Dash, uh, you might want to resubscribe because the feed changed and I've been missing them. Yeah. So Got PSA there. Up. Anyway, I don't want to end the show on that. On my dumb thing. <laughs> we got. Oh, oh wow, it's been an hour. It has Shoot. been an hour. Okay, let's do Glad Space. Okay. Let's wrap it up. The thing I'm totally not prepared for again. <laughs> well, let me talk about mine. Okay. I talked about like the three genres of YouTube channels I hate. Mm-hmm. There's one YouTube channel I want to recommend, which is Ashens. Okay. Uh, you're not familiar with that? I'm not. He he reviews toys, but he loves to collect stupid toys. Oh. Like, he actually recently did an episode on the worst Star Wars toys around, and that's how I learned about Constable Zuvio. Nice. Um, he also, he, he largely goes to dollar stores, and he'll buy terrible canned food. And so it's just fun to watch him try and eat it, really. That sounds that sounds fun, but also, like, miserable for him. Good, I guess good on him. He's a good comedian. I mean, he's very entertaining, and that's that's the difference between his channel and other toy channels is for some people it's like, look at this transformer. And for Stuart Ashen, it's here's a whole joke 
I, I wrote because I'm an entertainer. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like he's, that. He's actually worth watching. Sure. So look up Ashens on YouTube. Um, for mine, I'm gonna I'm gonna plug a movie that I'm a little late to the party on, but uh, Mother, the new Darren Aronofsky movie. Okay, was it actually good? That movie I'm was mixed am- reviews. Amazing. Okay. It's definitely not for everybody. It's a really fucking weird movie, and it's very much a high budget art house movie. What is it about? Um. So there's this dude and this girl, they're married, they're living out in kind of like a, a really idyllic place, and he's a novelist, and she's fixing up his house, because there's a fire. And he's having some, or he's a poet, he's having writer's block. And this couple shows up out of, out of the blue, and they're like, hey, this is a and b right? And they're like, no, but the husband invites him in. And all of a sudden, like more and more people just kind of keep coming into the house over, all, over the course of the movie, and no one listens to the wife. And like, like she's not there and it gets really fucking uncomfortable and a bunch of crazy shit happens and that's act one. And then it just, it goes, it gets so off the fucking rails. Um, that sounds interesting. It, it's a really weird, it's, it's hard to call it a horror movie, but it, it's got like, it's probably the scariest movie I've seen this year, but it's probably more of a drama. But, uh, it, it's, uh, it's really, really interesting. It's, it's, I really liked it. Okay. It's the kind oh. of movie where if someone told me what happened in it before I saw it, I wouldn't believe them. Well, that's kind of a good sign because a lot of times my problem with movies is that I predicted the whole thing going through it. You, depending on how where you catch on to like, because it, it's being very blatant with some of with some of references and things. Like, there's I don't want to get I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, it, it's it's good. It's it's and it's it's weird. Okay, so mother. Yep. Oh, speaking of movies, uh, tomorrow that toy movie comes out, My Little Pony. Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about My Little Pony. Shoot. No, but I don't have any of those toys, so. Yeah, but that's a whole brand based on we have to sell toys, make a cartoon, and they tried like four times to before they got a good cartoon. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, man. I'm going to see that movie eventually, like when it's on Netflix or something. I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to watch this. Is that how we're ending? Yeah, I'm going to cut to the Philadelphia commercial. Okay. Philadelphia, the critically acclaimed story of one man's fight against prejudice. Now, the battle for justice continues. In your home, Philadelphia action figures. There's gay attorney Andrew Beckett with flamethrower and launching net action. And Beckett's evil law boss with lightsaber and ninja sword. You've got it! You're fired! No, you're fired! There's defense attorney Joe Miller with jetpack and laser cannon. To our rural Philadelphia and then the world. See you in court, sucker! Boris Miguel, Andrew's longtime companion. He's in the Philadelphia mobile! Miguel, longtime companion action figure with full battle armor and dino buddy. What's happening to Miguel? He's transforming! Also available, the courtroom action playset with working ejector seat. No one discriminates against Andrew Beckett. Kapow! The battle for Philadelphia rages on. Philadelphia action figures coming soon to your galaxy. And now on your Sega Genesis, it's Philadelphia. Philadelphia! 